0: Yeah, Sean Simpson, MXGP of Turkey, obviously it's been a nice little run for you since you've come back for injury, or at least the last month anyway, you've really started to kick it into gear, show what you're made of, and just remind people that you belong inside the top 10, if not further up. Just kind of sum up the last three or four events and the progression that you felt both on the bike and off of it.
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty good actually, I'm really starting to enjoy my riding and racing again coming back from those little niggling injuries and, like, the, the stuff that we had to overcome from Indonesia with the urine infection and, like, the virus and all that sort of stuff, you just sort of... You're trying to ride at the same pace as the other guys, but it's just so difficult because you're just so under par. But week on week, I was building up. Um, you know, Lockett, I didn't even expect to, to probably finish in the top 15, and I had two real solid results that weekend. Lommel I knew I was going to be slightly under par there as well but came out with two 11s so I was disappointed with that result on knowing what I can do around there but still it was another step in the right direction then um, Switzerland was another good step in the right direction back in the top 10 really felt like that whole weekend I had decent pace um, I was really starting to, to charge through the pack, you know, passing guys and really looking ahead up the track rather than just trying to guard who was you know, riding behind me. And last weekend in, in Bulgaria, different style of track, again I was pushing in and around the top 10, you know, battling with Jeremy, my teammate in the first race, really just gave me the confidence and motivation to sort of finish the season on a real high note. So as I say just brought the fun back into it and you know I'm at a point now where I feel like I'm just about back to where I need to be physical wise mentally
0: wise and yeah it's just it's a shame it's too late in the season. It's one of those things where I keep like harping on that people can't just open up the results and look like you finished 11th for Lommel and be like oh he was the 11th best best rider you have to dig deeper and that Lommel ride's is a perfect example because crashing in the second turn in the first motor and coming back to 11th was actually Really good, especially considering you were still building at that point. Like, Gautier had exactly the same situation and couldn't do what you did. So, if you look at a bigger picture and actually dive in there a bit deeper, you can see that things really are trending in the right direction.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. I think you hit the nail on the head there. With like, at Lommel, I really busted a load of energy in that first race coming back. You know, I think I was still 13th or 14th with three laps to go and I managed to track down, I think it was Bobrushev and Tixier in that first moto, I think they were 13, 14 seconds up the track when I just kept the head down and I got them on the last lap and, you know, that it, actually I suffered a bit in the second moto there and that similar thing in Switzerland where I crashed in, in the middle of the first moto trying to pass Strybos, and then I went back to 14th and I actually come right back through past Kevin, uh, Bobrushev, Tommy and got right back up to ninth but again used a lot of energy up in that first moto but you know I'm just at the point now where I'm just giving everything in any moto wherever it is and if I fall a bit short in the second race because I'm just not up to up to physical peak then so be it, you know, I just want to give everything I've got, and I really feel like we've got the bike in a good place now, and you know, I'm, I'm in a good position, you know, I'm not hurting anymore, my ribs are all healed up and everything, which is real great, there's no like kinesio tape all over my body, and you know, trying to like just get around the pain and painkillers, so yeah, it's just all positives, um, but yeah, not always the result doesn't tell the story, so uh As you say, you know, there's been a lot of good points, but, yeah, the results sometimes don't show the whole picture.
0: I dug up a stat on you the other week that I was shocked about, and I'm not even... It's probably a stat you don't want to know, but I'm interested to see if you're surprised by it. Obviously, Switzerland, you're in the top 10 in both motos, so I was like, oh, I'll see how long it's been since he last did that with the injuries and everything. I thought it would be Argentina, but you had the 11th in the second moto, and it was 2 in 2016, which sounds bad, but it just kind of sums up that there has been loads of stops and starts, and even though there's been this two years of pain and worries, you haven't exactly lost the level. You've kind of now just picked up where you were when you were last at 100%. Yeah, I think
1: that's pretty much it. And and it's there's so many factors coming into MXGP now. You know, the start comes into it, consistency, really being there week in week out, no injuries, riding without pain, feet, um, like physical condition, being at an absolute peak, and I think. Those sort of things, week in, week out, it's really hard to get two results inside the top 10 consistently. You know, there's been so many occasions where I've had one easily, and the second one's been an 11th or a 12th. You know, which is still quite a good result, given the circumstances. But, you know, to get those two results inside the top 10, you have to be be really knocking on that door week in, week out for a period of five, six races, when then it actually becomes easier. You know, like Jeremy, for example, he was sort of knocking around the door and then every week he expects two results in the top ten. And that just sort of comes after building and building and building. And I just feel like I've built two or three weeks and then take a step back and then build two or three weeks and take a step back. So it has been a frustrating couple of years. But, you know, as I say, I haven't lost the motivation for it. And, um, you know, I'm still looking ahead. Um, As I say, it's just a shame it's getting towards the end of the season.
0: We've only got two or three races left now that you are starting to kind of remind people what you're capable of, and now we're going into Aston, that's going to start conversations about, oh, a win, a podium's coming. With how you feel in yourself now, do you feel like once we get to that track you could maybe put yourself back on the map that way? I'd love to think so. Um...
1: You know, it's not been the first time where I've come from being outside the top five, top six, you know, even not even looking like a podium's possible and just, you know, like bang it in there. So I think, you know, Jeffrey, Tony, uh, even Roman, you know, De they're all riding pretty good at the moment, pretty consistent. It doesn't look like those guys are going to be outside of the top five any week at the moment. So to beat them uh, at Assen will be, you know, definitely a tough task. If I can get in there and mix it up with them, then great, you know, it is a sand GP, a lot of factors, people can make a lot of mistakes, people can tire out, you know, depends on the weather, so many factors come into play, I think, you know, who knows what could happen, but I definitely feel like I'm going to be a lot more prepared than I was for Lommel, and I'm definitely looking forward to it, so, uh, you know, rest assured i'll be given 100 percent and uh you know the goal will be to stand on one of them steps on the podium definitely whether i can make it happen or not then that's another story
0: i'm not sure if you've had a chance to look at a track here yet or not but what do you think of it to me it just kind of looks like qatar copy and pasted
1: yeah that's what we (laughs) thought as well actually but um You know, it's a typical MXGP build. Um, There's waves, a lot of the jumps, you know, it's probably like a triple in Supercross in America. The guys know how to hit it first lap. The jumps out there, we could pretty much do all of them first, second lap. You know, we know how the size, the takeoffs, the landings, they're all pretty safe. But what I do like is the way the the soil's been fluffed up. You know, it's kind of like a Argentina-style mix with Locket. You know, it's kind of stony, it's holding the water quite well. And they've been throwing some water down. Uh, they've also had a fair bit of rain here on Wednesday night, which has really helped the track prep, um, you know, in, in my opinion. I think they're talking about ripping up again tomorrow morning to just bring that moisture back up to the top. And I'm expecting to see it quite rutted, technical, some, some bumps. You know, you always get with a new build, you get the soil hasn't really been rowed to death, so it tends to develop a lot better than say a track that's been ridden for a good few years and uh, yeah, I think we should be in for some good racing I just, it's quite wide and open at the moment I'm just hoping with the, because only two classes here this weekend that it really develops enough to make the difference rather than it just being quite fast, everyone on the same pace but I think at the moment it looks good, the facility looks nice the weather's obviously hot, but you know, there's a lot of tarmac being laid down the wash area looks good, everything looks quite organised and hotel's nice, so yeah,
0: so far, tick, tick, tick it's one of those things where watching it on TV or sat at home, you just think, oh, it's another race in Turkey, the same as Bulgaria, Switzerland, whatever. You just have to kind of be here to appreciate everything that goes into it. Like like you say, the track looks like Qatar, but there are certain qualities that make it unique and just show that effort's been put in.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, the strangest thing about this GP so far for us was, you know, quite a long flight, three, four hours to get here. You know, long drive, you know, anywhere between three and five hours. People have been driving this weekend as well. And then you get here, you roll in, you get into the hotel and then you actually get to the track and you see the race truck here and you think, oh, that's weird. It kind of feels so much like a flyaway or or a race where we've, you know, went quite far out of our way to get here, but yet the truck's still here. So although it feels like a flyaway, there's still a European element to it. And, um, you know, having the truck and our setup here and everything, it just makes it really like a home from home. You know, we know exactly what we're doing, preparation, you know, we've got all the stuff inside the truck. So from that side of things we feel organised but yeah there's definitely a hell of a lot of uh, you know effort being put in here and I just hope it pays off with crowd and you know the track, the racing and yeah from my personal side the results. And it's always nice to come to a new track, everyone being on a level playing field and come out thinking yeah that was the track that suited
0: me. Moving on to a couple of uh, hot topics, obviously the Nations team was announced this week, you weren't on it which became more of a surprise with each week that passed. I kind of feel like the ACU screwed themselves because when these discussions started happening around locket time they could have justified you not being on the team because you'd only just come off injury the more that they delayed it another week you had to prove yourself and then they delayed it again and you had another week to show what you can do and now a really strong case can be made that you should be on the team so are you disappointed or can you kind of understand the situation
1: I'd, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed, you know,
0: um, i seen Jake
1: released a statement this week, even Adam Sterry put on Instagram, there was a lot of people that were, you know, in the running at the beginning of the season that are disappointed, they're not on the team and myself included. I think you're quite right in saying that around Locket time, I wouldn't have even picked myself. After Lommel, I felt like I'd, you know, made a step in the right direction. Then Switzerland again, I thought, yeah. And I'd even spoke to Mark that weekend. I kind of actually felt like I had the job done. Um, You know, they started asking about getting bikes flown over and everything like that. The team was started working, you know, hard to get things, uh, you know, all underway. And then Monday after um, Bulgaria, uh, Mark phoned me and said that he chose Tommy. So I don't envy Mark at all by, you know, the position he's, he's, he's in or the position he puts himself in. But at the end of the day, the decision had to be made. It's been made, it's a good, strong team, you know, and I wish the guys all the best. But I can only look at the last five or six races and believe that the stats and the results mounted up to make quite a strong case for myself to be that third rider. And would I have loved the chance to go over there? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I've rode in America before, quite deep, ripped tracks, you know quite technical you know tick 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 for me i think it's really would have been something i could have excelled at um but it wasn't to be so uh i'll keep the head down i'll be watching on tv or or wherever the heck i am i might even might even uh watch it you know on on tv and just see what happens obviously be supporting the boys but um you know we'll just see how it goes and there's always next year
0: did you get a reason on monday why it changed so last minute like was this maybe another case of looking at the results from Bulgaria and seeing wherever you finished in the second moto and being like, "Oh, that's terrible," but not looking at the bigger picture and seeing that you were just out there pounding lap after lap when you didn't even need to? I, th-
1: I think you know we could we could debate that that question. Um, you know, I'm you know, Mark's made his decision. I think uh, I'd be stupid to say, "Oh, was that the, Tommy's second race in Bulgaria when I didn't have a good race?" That's you know just decided to put Tommy in the team, you know, there was, there was more things going on than that. Mark had said that there was quite a lot of, you know, work done in the background with, you know, Tommy's bike and getting bikes over there and stuff. And the main thing that Mark kept bringing up was budget, you know, even in the interview he'd done with yourself, budget was a major factor. I really liked the take on it, um, especially in the interview that he'd done with yourself, that, that he was going to think first about the riders and then worry about the budget after. But I think that caught up with him in the end. He didn't have probably the budget that he actually thought he was going to have. And eventually he probably did have to sacrifice right at the end when he didn't want to, when he really had to make a decision and he had to sort of say, budget, rider, let's see what we can do. And that's the decision he went with. So, you know, as I say, best of luck to the boys. And uh, yeah, I am a bit gutted I'm not on there, but, you know, it's like
0: that. And uh, another year goes by and we'll be trying again next time this is how I kind of sum up the whole nation's thing Uh, Jake put on Instagram that he'd earned a spot which I agree with but then Tommy's earned a spot as well and so have you like a case can be made for each one of you it's not a case of you weren't good enough it's just that we're now in this situation which maybe we've never had that there are six, seven guys to choose from and people are always going to be left out yeah I think you know That's
1: only a positive thing, British motocross. You know, I only have to speak to my teammate Jeremy Sewer and, you know, Switzerland's only got three, maybe a reserve fourth guy that they can whack in if they've got a disaster with one of their top guys. So, you know, that's a good position that we're in. There is, you know, younger talent coming up. Ben's really proven this year that he's, you know, worthy of a shot of that uh, MX2 spot and he's, you know, really, he's getting behind it. He's really looking forward to it. So I wish him all the best as well. Max has done a great job this year. Um, you know, slightly inconsistent, you know, at times, but definitely raw speed and podiums and, you know, consistent results, you know, he's he's got to be in there as well. For that third ride, you know, it's always going to be a battle, and, you know, I'd love to have said that I could have just whacked in a load of results this year that would have just sealed the deal for me, but that wasn't to be the case, so... Uh, Yeah, you only have to look on Facebook and look through all the comments and everyone, you know, everyone's got a case for their favourite rider and, you know, it's quite funny looking through some of the stuff, you know. um, But, as you say, there is a case for every one of us and, you know, the the decision has to be made. You're always going to piss somebody off and
0: you're always going to make someone happy. So, it's just, it is what it is. And uh, finally, now that your results are kind of coming into play, uh, obviously we know you need a ride for next year. I guess there's just lots of discussions behind the scenes and you're trying to work something out?
1: Yeah, I think that's the main goal at the moment. I mean, I don't really feel like results on track these days at this time of year make much of a difference. You know, there's out there, there is what there is, and that's more or less it. You know, I was in the same position back at the end of 2013 where it got to the last GP of the year in Lerop. I won the GP and everyone said, oh, well, you'll be fine for next year now. And I was and I wasn't. You know, I found the deal that worked out well but it wasn't that because i won that gp there was loads of extra deals came you know from that so i'm going out to give 100 percent for myself for the team you know all the hard work that everyone's put in but i don't think that's going to make any difference in getting me something for next year there is a couple of options out there which i'm going to need to explore over the next couple of weeks you know and i'm, I'm not in any major rush but my main goal is to be on the start line at all 20 races next year um and you know I'm, I'm quite sure that we'll make that happen
0: so it's not there's no worries there like there are options and you will be on the start line or at least it looks like that the Simpson army don't need to like down tools for next year today. like I need to get back into it <laughs> no definitely not I mean I'm gonna say I'm
1: not worried I am worried but at the same time I'm just taking the attitude that something will come along and you know that it'll be something that it'll fit me well you know i i just need i just need people around me that still believe in me as much as i believe in me you know it's quite would be quite easy to sort of say well sean he's 30 years old now he's probably just at the crest of the hill you know should we take a risk on him yeah you absolutely should because you know i'm a hard-working guy i've never had the most raw speed out there or the most elegant technique but you know, what you can get from me if I'm, if I'm fit and healthy, you can get 110% every week. And, you know, that's what I can bring to the table. So, you know, just need to get those people, you know, fired up, get a bike that works well and, you know, just go have fun and just go racing.